0: Hello, friends. Welcome to Village Days for Christ. We're nuts for Jesus. Just playing nuts. Revelation Wednesday. We're chapter two of Revelation. Started again last week, so we're in the we hit um, four of the set four of the seven churches are in this chapter. So I'm going to try and get through, and uh, so we can just jump right in. Um, all of these churches are in present-day Turkey, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. And the reason they're in this order is, uh, the last time I told you, uh, this would have been the order John would have took them. He wrote them in the order that they would, he would have walked or you know, rode a donkey or whatever. They're in the order they would have been laid out from where John was. So I remember seeing that the last time. It's just an interesting factoid thing. So we start with Ephesus. We're just going to jump right on in here. Again, third or fourth time going through this, but we always pray that God will show us something new every time and be blessed. Again, all the words here, this is Jesus. All these words are in red. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him for the churches. So Jesus is directly, Jesus, the resurrected Son of God, is directly related to this. Again, they have the angel as well. Then in this one here, in this part here, I believe it's Jesus directly relating this to John. And then later on, you get into more where it's the angel and things like that. So they have all the words in red here. So I assume that they verified that this is all Jesus speaking, but it's all in first person. So again, this is the revelation of Jesus Christ that he gave to the churches. So it makes sense that this would be Jesus speaking. But this is glorified Jesus, and you saw him in chapter 1. Here we go. To the angel of the church of Ephesus, write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. That's the angel of the churches and the seven church The seven angels and the seven churches. I know your deeds, okay? I know your deeds. Watch this. Your hard work, they had hard work, and your perseverance. They had hard work and perseverance. So they were doing something right. I know you cannot tolerate wicked men. They couldn't tolerate wicked men. That's good. Uh That you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. So these guys were, people were showing up and saying, hey, I'm Apostle Bob, I'm Apostle Jacob, I'm Apostle this. And they're, uh, somehow they were able to test them and go, pah, baloney, you're not no apostle, dude. Dude. And so they have tested them and found them to be false. Uh, you have persevered and have endured hardships for my name of not weary. So they had perseverance, endurance, and they didn't grow weary. So they were doing a lot of stuff right. And this is the pattern here. Jesus would compliment a church and then he would let them know what they needed to change and correct for repentance sake. Amen. Yet I hold this against you. This is Jesus holding this against them. You have You have forsaken your first love. Again, it's all about love. The only thing that matters is faith expressing itself through love. Galatians 5, 6. God is love. In that love, there's no fear. God, I mean, this is all based on love. And I'm not talking about the kind of um, backward thinking or out of balance love that no one's going to hell. God is a God of love. No. God's a God of love, yes, and of justice. And so you're going to see that through this whole book. He has love, but he also has justice. And sin will be dealt with. So uh, you have forsaken your first love. It's like they've, they had fallen out of love with Jesus, you know. If you forsook your first love, it'd be like you left your, you left your, um, the, the girl you love, the original love of your life. You left her, you forsook her. So that's what he's saying. You've forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. Repent and do the things you did at first. It's that romance time, the things you did at first. He wants them to reestablish themselves with him. You know, through their early when they were early believers, and how much joy they had. You know how it is when someone first comes to Christ; they're full of joy and and wonder. That's what he's saying. Get you've fallen, you've dr- fallen dreadfully far away. He said, "But come back and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place." Which I means, I believe that's the removal of the church. And I don't think there is a light for the gospel in Ephesus today. Or what what is today Ephesus? Uh, But you have this in your, in your favor. You hate the practice of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. There's all kinds of squirrely practices, and the Nicolaitans are mentioned once or twice in here uh, about I mean, how they, uh, it was some kind of a dark practice, and I've looked it up before, but you can look up Nicolaitans, and you can find it in a Bible dictionary what it was, but it was darkness. Again, they hated the practice of Nicolaitans, which he also hated. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says of the churches. Again, we're supposed to hear what the Spirit, what God's Spirit is saying to the churches. What Jesus is saying to the churches, he's saying to us. He's asking us listening. He's asking us going through this book, have you forsaken your first love? Are you still in love with me? Are you doing the things you did at first? Have you fallen far away from me? Man, we need to, as we see these things in in the, in the, in the, in the, this is this, cool, this is the new thing I'm getting right now. As we see these things again, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. It's not saying, he, it says, not just says what the Spirit is saying to that church. He says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. We're supposed to hear these things. We're supposed to do a self-assessment on our own lives to see if we're in the same place they were and to repent and turn. If we're in darkness, we've fallen away from our first love. We're supposed to repent. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. The promise here is amazing. To him who overcomes, if you repent, you overcome, you fall back in love with me, then you get to eat from the tree of life that is in the paradise of my God. That's a good bonus for repentance. Uh, you repent, you get the tree of life in the garden of God. Is that cool? <laughs> Think about it. That's pretty awesome. Amen. I'd be repentant for the tree of life in the Garden of God. Sure. I repent. Sorry, Lord. Didn't mean to fall. I love you. Though. I was fell into an ignorant flash. I'm an idiot. Sorry, God. I repent. And we're going to start romancing again. We're going to start talking and walking again. Amen. Uh, let's go to the next church. That's the end of that church. The angel uh to the angel of church of Smyrna. Right. These are the words who him of him who was who is the first and last. That's Jesus, of course. Who died and came back to life again. That's Jesus, of course. I know your affliction and your poverty. Yet you are rich. Don't you love the way? <laughs> monetary wealth doesn't make you poor, kids. A lack of monetary wealth doesn't make you poor. They were rich, and they had affliction and poverty. I know the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are synagogue of Satan. I had some guy come at me with verse... Uh nine, I know the slain of those who say they're Jews and are not, but are synagogue of Satan. That does not mean that Israel today is a synagogue of Satan. This was dealing with specifically with the church of Smyrna. This has nothing to do with Israel in the 21st century. They they justified their dislike, again, probably replacement theology here. They They justified their dislike by this verse here. Uh, I know the slander of those say they're Jews and are not, but are synagogue of Satan. Again, they weren't even Jews. They say they're Jews, but they're not. They were a synagogue of Satan. They were of the darkness. They had nothing to do with the Jews. This has nothing to do with Israel. These people were imposters. They were Jewish imposters, impersonating Jews, and they were a synagogue of Satan. Has nothing to do with Israel. They weren't even Jews. Gosh. Man, I'll tell you, Satan is always trying to get people to hate physical Israel that was reborn supernaturally May Fourteenth, nineteen forty-eight, fulfilling Isaiah sixty-six verse eight. Sorry to go on a diatribe, but this grieves me. People's way, people. If you, those who bless Israel will be blessed; those who curse Israel will be cursed. You got to be careful with Israel. You don't want to mess around with Israel. You don't want to be cursing Israel. (laughs) It's a bad idea. Amen. We don't understand everything, but I understand one thing: I'm not messing with Israel. Amen. And it is the physical place over there where the Jews live. Thank you. (laughs) Sorry, this is a pet peeve. It just saddens me that that people don't think that Israel means anything. first nation ever in the history of the world ever being reborn 18 and a half centuries later. It's never happened to any other nation ever. And Israel isn't supernatural. Come on. Let's be real about this. Um, Do not be afraid of what you're about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison and test you. And you will suffer for ten days. Be faithful even to the point of death and I'll give you the crown of life. So he's warning them. The devil is going to put someone in prison and they're going to suffer persecution ten days. Be faithful, even to the point of death. Again, be willing to lay your life down for Christ. We have to ask ourselves, are we are we willing to lay our lives down? Are we willing are we willing even to the point of death? If you have not a positive, immediate positive answer on that, you need to get your heart in a good place. Because if you because you'll falter, if you're not ready for the point of death in serving Christ beyond the point of death, then you're going to falter when when the time comes. So settle that in your mind that you're not afraid of death. Blessed bless uh, bless in the sight of the Lord is the death of a saint. Psalm, Psalm 116, verse 15. The day of your death is better than the day of your birth. Um, um, oh, not Ecclesiastes. Yeah, Ecclesiastes. Uh, Jesus set people free from their fear of death, which Satan had kept people bound with. Uh, Hebrews 2. Don't be afraid to die. Settle this in your heart and mind. Amen. I just want to tell them to be, be faithful, even for death. And then they get the crown of life. Isn't that cool? He who has the near letter here, hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Again, we're supposed to hear what the Spirit says to the church. He who overcomes will not be hurt at all. The <laughs> second death. Here's another great promise. He who overcomes, the first church, he who overcomes gets to go to the tree of life and the prayers of God. He who overcomes, like this church, they will um, not be hurt at all by the second death. The second death is the lake of fire forever. You don't want to be in the lake of So If you overcome, you're not even be hurt at all by the second death. Isn't that cool? Amen. Uh, to the church of Pergamum, verse 12, the angel church of Pergamum, right? These are the words of him who has the sharp, double-edged sword. That's his word. I know where you live, where Satan has his throne. So <laughs> These cats live where Satan has his throne. Holy mackerel. That's not a good place to live. That's Honey, I think we need to move Satan's thrones right over there. Hey, hey, Jesus, I mean, the Bible says, walk through the valley of the shadow of death. They should have put, and where, and where Satan's throne is. <laughs> Psalms 23, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, right next to Satan's throne. <laughs> how would you like to live where Satan's throne was? That's rough. <laughs> Yet you remain true to my name. Even with Satan's throne, they remain true to his name. Isn't that cool? Um, you did not renounce your faith in me, even the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was put to death in your city where Satan lives. So this guy Antipas, and, and they they have this as historical records of this guy. Uh, even this Antipas, uh, he was a faithful witness of Christ. He put to death in 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 um. In Smyrna, we in Smyrna put death in Pergamum, uh, where Satan lives. And they didn't even renounce their faith; they held on the faith even through this persecution, even through the, even through him dying. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. You have people there who hold the teaching of Balaam, who taught Baalite to entice Israelites by eating food, sex, sacrifice, dialysis, and committing sexual morality. Balaam, the dumbest guy in the Bible, my opinion. Balaam, the stupidest, most ignorant guy in the Bible, who a donkey god and an angel spoke to. Still, he betrayed Israel. He, at the end of the thing, what he taught. Balak was he couldn't curse Israel, so he in a backdoor way went to Balak. He said, "Look, you can deceive these people through getting them involved in sexual morality and eating food to sacrifice to idols because of his because of his blasphemy against Israel." Somewhere in the Bible, Old Testament, I think it says that he was killed. Israel killed him and Balak. So what a fool! I mean, God Himself spoke to this guy. A donkey spoke, an angel spoke, and he could have been like Rahab the prostitute with Jericho, where she converted to Israel. This guy could have joined Israel. But no, he wanted Balak's money, So he 's so greedy, he wanted Balak's money so much that he betrayed Israel. And that's what he's talking about right here. Balaam, who taught? He taught Balak to entice the Israelites to eat, to sin by eating food, sacrifice to idols, and by committing sexual immorality. By the way, the story, the talking donkey story is in, is in um, um, numbers, numbers. So if you want to go look there, you can look it up. Just Google talking donkey story in the Old Testament. It'll take you right to him. <laughs> Likewise, you also have those. So again, um, uh, the the people in this church were engaging in sexual immorality and eating food sacrificed idols. Likewise, you also have those who hold the teaching of Nicolaitans. Again, that perverse teaching, which got which Christ said he hated in the Ephesian church. Repent, therefore. Again, the beauty of repentance. We screw up. We mess up. God offers us ongoing repentance. He doesn't expect perfection, but he demands repentance. Yeah, do a, do a heart check every day. Do a, a life check. Lord, am I, you and me okay? If I, did I fall short somewhere, Lord? And if you, if not, great. Keep trucking along with God. But if you see a little darkness in your life, repent of it. All right, Lord, help me to get this out. You know, I have bad dreams sometimes. I have to wake up and say, Lord, would you deal with that for me? I mean, bad dreams. I'm just sleep, sleeping and having bad dreams, nightmares and stuff. And, and I have to ask God, how, help, help me with that. I'm not even trying. It's just in my dream. So, hey, Just be, just humble yourself before God and say, I'm having some issues here. Help me. Uh, Repent, therefore, otherwise I'll soon come to you and fight against them with the sword in my mouth. He who has the ears, let him hear what the Spirit says of the church. Again, we're supposed to be hearing this for ourselves. Again, stay away from the strange, goofy teaching like this and There's some strange teachings in Christ that can't be verified biblically. Don't get caught up in the goofy stuff. Um to him who overcomes, Here, here's the promise. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna. Man, you can get some of that hidden manna that comes from heaven. I also give him white stone and a new name written on it, not only to him who receives. You're going to get hidden manna and a white stone with a new name from God that only you know. Isn't that cool? I already know my name's Grasshopper. That's Kung Fu, guys. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> if, if you're not old enough to remember Kung Fu, just let that go. Again, man. Now we're gonna get the thyatira and this gets heavy. Uh fourteen minutes and we're gonna cover this. Now with the angel thyatira, put on your seatbelt, kids. Let me make sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, we're getting mushy and ugly here, but it is what it is, and that these people have fallen into this darkness. And we're going to talk about it. you're adults, you can handle this. We're not going to be explicit or anything goofy like that. The angel of the church of Thyatira, these are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire. Man, his eyes are like blazing fire. And his feet are like burnished bronze. I know your deeds, your love and faith. They had love and faith. That's good. Your service and perseverance. They had service and perseverance. Amen. And you have, and you are now doing more than you did at first. So they were being productive in Christ. Yoo-hoo! They're doing some good stuff. Words in red, Jesus complimenting them. That's a good thing. When Jesus personally compliments you, you're being complimented, baby. Nevertheless, verse 20, I have this against you. You tolerate that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and the eating of food sacrificed idols. You see the, the parallel? The last church Pergamum was engaging in sexual morality and food sacrifice idols. It's a common theme with the devil. Sacrificing idols, sexual morality. You see it again and again and again in the Bible. Two big no-no's in the Bible. So they were having the same problem Pergamum was having. They were being misled by this woman who called herself Jezebel, who was a Jezebel. And it's a woman, Jezebel. She calls herself a prophetess, okay? I have given her time to, of course, calls herself a prophetess. doesn't mean she was one. I have given her time to repent of him or her immorality, but she is unwilling. See, see, um, Ezekiel says, God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather they would turn. God didn't want this woman to go to hell. God says, hey, I'm, I'm calling her to repentance. The spirit moved in her heart, and she said, forget you. I don't want you. So she was unwilling. She would not repent, God was calling her to repent. She wouldn't repent. It says right there, I've given her time to repent of her, immorality, but she's unwilling. It's free will. He's not going to make you repent. If you don't want to repent, you're not going to repent. And she wouldn't. So I, so I will cast her on a bed of suffering and will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely unless they repent of her ways. So she became... You know, I mean, she became um, a snare for anyone having sex with her, committing sexual with, with I don't know if God gave her a disease or what, but they would suffer intensely. So probably some kind of a venereal thing or something like that. Again, not getting too intense here, not being too explicit. But again, I will, um, so I will cast her on a bed of suffering and I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely unless they repent of her ways. You know what I'm talking about. A lot, of, a lot of bad things can happen. There's a lot of diseases, a lot more now than back then. Uh, I will strike her children dead. Again, I will strike her children dead. Now, we know her kids went to heaven. All children before the age of accountability go to heaven. But that's the punishment. She was receiving a stern and and certain punishment. She wouldn't repent. She would not respond to the kindness and love of God. Even her children died, Just just like David and Bathsheba's child died. So, again... It is what it is. Again, and that's again remembering the children go to heaven, it makes that a little easier to deal with. I know there's some hard things in the Bible, and these are hard things. But again, she is she's brought this on herself. Then all the churches know that I am he who searches hearts and minds. He's looking at our hearts. Look in at her minds I told Dwight today, man, even in, like with forgiveness, you know, if you don't actually say the words, I forgive you. Like I said to Dwight today, we were talking, I said, you know, what about, okay, do you actually have to say the words, I forgive you to be forgiving? No, it's in your heart. And I told Dwight and I used the example, what about a mute who can't speak? He can't say, I forgive you. yet God sees his heart. And God weighs his heart, knows as if his heart is forgiving. God searches our hearts and our minds to see if we're repentant, to see if we're forgiving, to see if we're walking with him. He sees everything. He sees everything in your mind, everything in your heart, and he knows who you are on the inside out. So, amen to that. Because if you got, if hey, if your heart and mind are right with God, he credits, you that, to, he credits that to you as righteousness. Amen. And I will repay each of you according to your deeds. He's the one who surcharged my life. I'll pay each of you according to your deeds. Now I say to the rest of you in Thyatira, to you who do not hold your teaching and have not learned so, Satan's so-called deep secrets. Man, does Satan got so many so-called deep secrets. Secret knowledge. If you learn how to add the numbers upright, they make 666. If you learn how to do this or how to do that, we are the ones with secret knowledge. Our denomination is the only one going to heaven. We are the only ones who have figured it out. Satan buffaloes so many people with secret knowledge. The Bible is an open book to everyone. There is, I mean, yes, there are secrets in the Bible. There is deep truths in the Bible. We don't fully grasp everything in the Bible, but but Satan's so-called deep secrets are all lies from hell. Again, if it brings division to the body, it's from hell. Uh, so called deep secrets i will not pose any and then christ in parenthesis says i will not impose any other burden on you only hold on to what you have so jesus is saying look the only issue you got to deal with is to deal with this woman we got to get rid of we got to get her out of your congregation we got to deal with this every day were everything else they were okay cuz he says um uh i will not impose any other burden on you only hold on to what you have until i come so he was saying on the thigh of Tyra, look, you're doing good. Everything's good. You're persevering. You're walking in faith and love. But you got this woman who calls herself a prophetess. It's, it's a lie from hell. She's in darkness. I'm going to make her suffer. Her children are going to die. And anybody who commits adultery with her is going to suffer as well. Stay away from her. Amen. To him who overcomes and does my will, and I'll give authority. Here's one of these promises again. To him who overcomes um, and, and does my will, and I will give authority over the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He will dash on peace like potter. You know, we're going to rule and reign with Jesus Christ for a thousand years and then forever and ever. Again, you'll have authority over the nations if you overcome. Isn't that amazing? I can't imagine myself ruling and reigning. I'm a truck driver. I don't see that, but I'm not who I'm going to be for eternity and neither are you. Amen. There's a lot more in you and a lot more in me than we can perceive with our physical eyes, our physical mind, our physical heart. I just can't do it. Not yet, but we'll see someday. uh, just as I have received authority from my father I also give him the morning star he has an ear to hear what says let him hear what the spirit says the church let's read this whole thing to him overcomes does my will to the end I'll give authority over nations he will rule them with an iron scepter. he will dash in the pieces like pottery just as I received authority from my father I will also give him the morning star you're going to get the morning star whatever that is <laughs> so many good promises for faithfulness for repentance for overcoming man are you excited? I'm excited. Amen. Because I'm overcoming. Are you? I'm overcoming at least some things. I might not be getting everything right, but I got some overcoming in me. How about you? I know you got some. Might not have total overcoming. Nobody does except Jesus himself. And he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. We apply all of this directly to ourselves. We hear what the Spirit says to the church. That's it. Verse, um, I, uh, chat, we're up to chapter 3. Man, good stuff. The self-application thing is new and, and overcoming. I'm, I'm just exciting. I mean I just I'm, I know I'm just an excitable boy like the old 70s song says. But uh anyway, love you, love you, can't get enough of you. Uh one more day, I think we're in Isaiah tomorrow. But we appreciate you, love you, and I hope this was a blessing to you. Amen. We're gonna stay in the book of Revelation until the Lord comes back, we're put in prison or they chop our heads off. I ain't giving up on this. Those who read this book and hear it and apply it are blessed. Be a, a here. Again, if you don't have a lot of time, at least once a week, you're hearing the whole chapter in this book. And in 22 weeks or approximately thereabouts, depending if I have a, you know, where I'm not working or something, but within, within, um, 22 weeks, uh, let's see. With it, within, uh, four or five months, you get the, so in one year, you can get this book twice at least. So, uh, two and a half times every year so man you're one, you'll be one of the blessed few people in this book so again but i hope you'll read it for yourself i hope you listen to it on audio for yourself and i hope you'll just and i recommend again i've said it before the the book of revelation um graphic novel you can get it at used books and stuff like this there's a lamb, there's a face of like a lamb on the front of it it's, it's a fully Fully illustrated book of Revelation. Every verse. The, it's a ten-year-old book. You can still get it, and you can order it for twenty, thirty bucks. It's paperback. It it, it 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 um it turns the whole book, uh it, it 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 pictorializes. It turns um the whole book into art, and it is the most astonishing thing. That's one of my very favorite. I've keep giving away. I finally I'm holding on to them. I've given away a dozen of these things. But I highly recommend you get the Book of Revelation graphic novel, and um, you will be blessed. And uh, you can get it now. Some places are charging a lot of money for it. You can get it used for 10 or 20 or 30 bucks. Highly recommend if You want to have a better working knowledge on Revelation, those pictures help. And it's from John's perspective as you're receiving the Revelation. See John in this receiving the Revelation. It's it's This guy's a master artist, Chris Cole. And you will be blessed. I highly recommend that. Just so you, just so, I mean, I've got a copy and I look through, I read the chapter every day for myself just to keep the pictures in my mind. It's beautiful. Love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. We'll see you tomorrow. 24 minutes, not bad for the whole thing. Amen. Love you. Have a blessed day and stay cool. It's hot out there. Woo-hoo.